Hi, I'm Tash and I'm from England. Hi, my name is Martha and I'm from Holland. We met in Bali and fell in love. And this podcast is all about what happens in a long distance relationship after you break the distance. Hello, hello. And welcome back to Breaking the Distance. I don't remember what episode this is. I think it's only two. Season three, episode two, I think. No, I think it's episode three. Okay, we'll go with that. (laughs) Season three, episode three. Anyway, today we have a very different topic for you. Really? You think it's different? Why do you think it's different? Because we're going to talk about medical stuff. Oh, well, you are a nurse, so it's only right. True, true. But we feel like this is a thing that a lot of people don't talk about in daily life, on social media, just in general conversation, because it's a quite private topic. Okay, so we should like quit with the suspense and just tell them, (laughs) they're like, what are you going to talk about? So today we are talking about smear tests. Smear tests, cervical screening and HBV, baby. So sexy. Oh, I wish. So I guess we should really like dial back to the beginning in the why we do this, what it's about, what it even is. Yeah. So for the people who don't know, women uh, can get HPV, which is a virus that you can get via sex. Yes. And so men can carry it, but they don't have any uh, re precautions of it yeah yeah or complaints or like they just symptoms yeah they just carry it on a penis and they're living their best life (laughs) (laughs) unfair so basically smear tests if you've never had one before is a way to check the um, risk of cervical cancer and here in the UK the age that you have your sort of put forward for your first um, smear test is at 25 Yes. Which is actually younger than a lot of countries. And this came about a few years back or several years ago now. There was a TV personality, Jane Goody, who was actually originally on Big Brother. And she developed cervical cancer. And in the last years of her life, really, really petitioned for cervical screenings to be done much earlier. Because the standard age is around 30. And actually it can be diagnosed way before then. Obviously, when you're thinking about having sexual intercourse and HPV being part of the cause of it, um, it became really important that we should really be looking out for this much earlier in life. So in the UK, it's actually now you have a smear test every three years um, from the age of 25 to check for cervical cancer. Yeah, you say you check for cervical cancer, but what they actually check for if you have HPV and they on the smear test, if you have that, um, your cells on your cervix can be a little bit abnormal and then they can grade it. Um, they use different systems in Holland and in the UK, but for example, from one to four, uh, one is like very low abnormality and then four is, uh, for example... A severe so that can those cells in the end can become cervical cancer so when you ha- have hbv you have a risk to develop those cells 
And um, yeah, what Tesh just said is really um, interesting because in Holland, it's uh, you get tested from the age of 30. But um, I am an oncology nurse. And uh, the last year I worked on oncology daycare department where we can where we give chemotherapy to people. And when I was there, there were three girls who were all 29, 28, 29, my age, who had cervical cancer. And I know it is rare. It's not like it's not common that you get that so early or so young. But I think that getting that cervical test from like from that age that five years is a big difference when you look at having three women in that year that you were there the idea that if they'd been tested at 25 yeah that's for sure preventative yes absolutely Uh, because when they can see you have hpv you get even more regular check just to see if your cells are staying normal in that way so yeah hopefully holland at some point we'll get along with that yeah so i'm aware that there might be some listeners who don't have a cervix listening into this and also some of you who are below i guess the standard testing age so to kind of give you an idea we'll get a little bit graphic here of what actually happens when you go for a smear test if you're yet to have it done or will never have the opportunity to have it done a little bit uncomfortable um, for me, I'm like, it's a little bit uncomfortable. For Marta, it's literally like really triggering in terms of what it actually entails. It, it's obviously a different experience for everybody based on your tolerance and your comfort levels and lots of other things. So essentially, they will obviously part your legs and then put a small, medium to small clamping. It looks like a clamp device. Actually looks like a duck's beak. Well, we call it in Holland a nebeck, and that's literally that. That's the name. Duck's beak. Yeah. Okay, literally that. It looks like a duck's beak, and they literally slot it in. They used to li- use lubricant. Now they don't. They only use water. It's <laughs> a little bit of chafage there. So they put that in, and then they like open it up, so it's like in an open position of a clamp rather than a closed position. And at that point, they have a lovely little hole, and they essentially get a giant cotton bud. And they put that inside, take a little scraping from the inside and pull it out. And that's the bit that gets tested. And but, then, yeah, we don't want to scare anyone. <laughs> no, and then you're done. So in terms of like the actual procedure itself is literally like three minutes of your time. And it's not like, it's not painful. It's just an uncomfortable feeling. And because I have that like e feeling with it is because years ago when I was young I mean not that young because I was having sex but I was around the age of 18 and the my home doctor my PG GP okay. I always do that um uh she tried to put um coil a coil inside me and that didn't work didn't go in there and then after the fact she was like oh I never really did this and I was like great so I have a little bit of a traumatic experience in the terms of putting things there um so wonder that you were able to have a lesbian relationship babe having a traumatic experience of a woman near your vagina (laughs) (laughs) um I'm helping with your trauma (laughs) anyway (laughs) um yeah so I mean it's like 
Legs open, bum bum, you're done. But how you've described it right there, actually, the best thing is, the only way to describe it is it's just uncomfortable. That yeah. is literally it. Yeah. It's it's not like a woo pleasant. It's not like, ah, it's painful. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but nothing to be scared of. As I said, it literally lasts three minutes and it's worth getting done just to have exactly the the peace of mind that everything is okay yeah and it is interesting because uh when i was 16 uh the vaccine came out for hpv and it was very new right like now with the covid vaccine like ooh, it's new is the vaccine safe and um i was 16 at the time and they were like oh if you already had sex uh you there's no use if you get it and i i had sex at that time how old don't tell anyone how old 16 oh you're still legally allowed to have sex at that time Uh anyway uh, (laughs) um so i didn't have the vaccine uh, but some classmates had (laughs) your face said everything and uh but it's not true if you had had sex you can still get the vaccine because there are a lot of virons like covid oh so much fun um actually Mm -hmm. with HPV and the vaccine covers a majority of it but not everything so you don't actually know which virus you have Mm -hmm. but like with a virus your body can also uh, get rid of it again so I actually read very interesting 95% of the people who were ever sexually active in their life had HPV at least one time but maybe on a point you get tested uh, for example when you're 30 and you don't have it it doesn't mean you never had it yeah it just means that it's not present in your system at that time yeah but in your body cleared it yeah it's gone Uh, but sometimes um, that HPV stays and then your body can't get rid of it and that causes that and that cells to develop differently yeah so do you want to go into a little bit of why we chose this topic specifically other than probably the obvious everyone's probably guessed by now we recently had our smear test done yeah so i am currently 29 in three weeks two weeks i will be 30 oh oh my god anyway not the point um so when i moved to the uk um a few months back i signed myself up for a gp gp and uh they called me and said okay uh you're 29 you need to come in for a smear test i was like okay cool all good i never had that one done for that reason i had anyway (laughs) not the point (laughs) again um so i went in um got it done yippee and uh six weeks later it took like or like a few weeks later it took really long for the letter to come in it came in and it says you're tested positive for hpv and you have some abnormality in your cells and i cried my heart out i was so upset i had a feeling that it might be wrong or something there might be something to find i guess yeah i don't know why i just had that feeling but yeah i was really really upset because um they in that letter they said you have to come in for a colosscopy oh i can't say it coloscopy yeah Yeah. it's not a colonscopy in dutch that means they're up the bum up the bum same in english yeah so colonoscopy is up your bum coloscopy is 
what they asked for you. I know. Why do they make it so? I don't know. Anyway, a doctor will have a look with a little camera, have a look at my cervix, and they might take a little sample to test in a lab how bad it is. And maybe even at the same time, they will burn away some cells if they see them. And I was like, oh, I was like... Well, it was another experience of somebody being in your hoo-ha again, which is obviously uncomfortable for you. No, it was more like, oh my God, do I have cancer? Yeah. And I I think the difference is for you, though, compared to most people, is that you have worked as an oncology nurse. So you understand more than certainly I did in terms of what certain things mean and the implications of certain things right so for me to see abnormal cells I'm like oh okay you know have a little read of the leaflet that comes along with it and it states this this and this and this isn't necessarily mean it's cancer and blah 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 but I have no vision of what that would even look like if it was whereas you have that very real experience of treating not one not two but three women in the past year who are all going through the journey of having cervical cancer yeah I like seeing that in real life do you know what I mean yeah absolutely and it's not really a thing that we talk about a lot with our friends or family or so I was just messaging some of my friends because I wanted to know if they had any experience with it or any experience with uh, someone in their surrounding and then I found out actually a lot of people came back that some of their friends actually had the same thing and there was nothing to worry about yet (laughs) and that it actually is quite common Mm -hmm. Uh, so that helped me actually a lot so that's why I wanted to make this into a podcast because I think we should talk about this a little bit more often and make it a little bit more of an open conversation so people who are going through the same thing don't feel like they're the only ones and but I also remember actually from the conversation that we had when you came back with that first letter that said that you were HPV positive like you actually described it to me as shame like you felt embarrassed that you were positive for that and it wasn't until then you googled and you found out that like 95% of the people who are sexually active actually test positive for HPV at some point in their life if you were to test everybody and actually it's super common but because like you said it's not something that's spoken about all of a sudden it feels super embarrassing like you're coming home and telling me you've got crabs which again shouldn't be embarrassing but is right and it like I just remember you you very distinctly said to me like I feel embarrassed and a bit ashamed of the fact that I tested positive yeah and I was like babe like it doesn't change anything like it doesn't affect how I feel about you, how I feel about our sex. Mm. Yeah, but after that, I also didn't feel um, so sexual anymore. No, it definitely impacted our sex. Yeah, I was like, I just felt, I just felt like, oh, there's something wrong there, and you know how that goes, right? I felt like I had some tweaking pain sometime, and mm-hmm. I had to wait for like four weeks or something to have that coloscopy thank you so yeah it was just all very uncomfortable 
And then I went in, you brought me, Tash couldn't come with me because of COVID, but it was actually not a bad experience. There were three women there, um, one gynecologist, uh, one nurse and one uh, assistant. And um, they were really sweet. And uh, so she um, came in, <laughs> oh my God, it's, <laughs> this is really funny because you, uh, there's a screen on the right and you can have a look as well if you want. And before- oh, It's like an ultrasound, seeing a baby for the first time. But this is, no, it's even different because this is with a real camera. It's not like oh. ultrasound vibe, like it's all blurry. Literally, that's my service. And, and the camera, she just positioned it for a bit in front of my v- vagina because she was still getting some stuff. And I just saw my- Filfa, my my like times a thousand i was like oh this is a bit too much like i'm a lesbian but you know i i can't handle this it's my own no 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 um <laughs> anyway <laughs> so basically you saw your labia in full cinema screen yeah i can't recommend it <laughs> I mean, I'm all about self, uh, yeah, I'm all about self-acceptance and having a look there with the mirror and, you know, I love her so much, but that was just a bit too personal. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) (laughs) But I was so nervous because I told you about my trauma, right? So this is going to be even worse because they're going to have a look for a long time and so anyway, they went in and I was tense, my heart rate went through the fucking roof it was it was and she was like okay just relax relax I was like yeah um and then she had a look and she was like okay here here you can see your cervix and this little part you can see that is a little bit of a different color it looks a little bit more white and the red and like healthy cells is like red red tissue and she was like i'm just gonna uh, take a small biopt is that biopsy uh, um and uh but we won't do any treatment right now i first want to see uh what it comes back as and um so she did that she was like do you want anesthesia is that mm-hmm. right i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> and then um it, uh, it was it was actually not bad at all but because i was so tense i i was just yeah yeah oh I was like I'm gonna faint or something but they were so good it was actually not that painful it was just me having that big stress about it um so that was done then I had to wait for something crazy like six to eight weeks Mm -hmm. to wait for the result which is partly because of we're still in the midst of covid right but also because it's a biopsy yeah and there's a backlog and they were gonna send a letter so at like when the eight weeks were gone i was like i still don't have a fucking letter so i called them up and she was like oh yeah we sent it ages ago (laughs) and never arrived but she was like okay it's it's not bad so we don't have to do any procedure right now you just have to come back in six uh, months and see if it got worse or it got better because sometimes the body can just clear itself um so yeah that was my result which was good because the best result you can get based on where you were yeah Uh, but still you know it's like oh how will it go you don't know right but I definitely felt a difference in you just how you were and I think yeah sexually is probably the biggest area or the most obvious area that I felt it was just in that sort of I mean, the whole thing spanned over maybe two months from start to finish, uh, maybe yeah, a bit maybe longer. longer. Yeah. And certainly, obviously, the original 
smear test that was like you were fine after that just really uncomfortable and then when that first letter came back to say that they'd found abnormal cells from there on until you got the clear on the biopsy like just how there was like a little blocker yeah right and it's not that we didn't have sex for all that time but definitely I could feel your resistance in the bedroom in that sense where you just yeah like you just didn't feel like you could be your full sexual beast self if that makes sense yeah I just felt like there was something wrong down there and yeah I mean it's all it's mostly in your head as well you know yeah like your body hadn't changed physically no in that three months let's say that amount of time yeah but definitely your like mentality towards your body had shifted yeah so hopefully in six months i mean that's november now so it's not so far away i will have uh, another coloscopy i can't remember what it is now um, <laughs> um yeah and hopefully everything will be okay uh, but we, yeah, we just wanted to make a, yeah, we want to have an open conversation about this. And if you have any questions, reach out to me or to us and we're happy to answer them. Smear tests. <laughs> um, thankfully, I'll give you a little update. I went and had mine done. It was so weird. So we both felt like, oh, maybe I should actually just call and say, can I have a smear test? My partner's tested positive for HPV. Because there's this whole mythical belief that if you're in a same-sex relationship as women, that you can't pass it on to each other. That's absolute. That's bullshit. There are lots of different ways that that can happen. Um, Because it's very contagious in a way. Yeah, so we obviously wanted to be mindful of me. Um, So, yeah, I went and got tested, but everything was A-OK, completely clear on everything. Yeah, and that made me really happy. Yeah, but I think um, you're you're probably already had it in your body, just cleared it, because there's no way I didn't give it to you. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) There is no way (laughs) I did not give it to you. That's just not possible. But have safe sex. (laughs) (laughs) We're all about safe sex. Of course. But but we're we're in in a a relationship. We're going to get married. We're getting married, and also there's no fear of actually, from a pregnancy side, unfortunately... There's no fear of that, so yeah. there's no real reason for us to be using <laughs> femidoms and condoms and... Gross. <laughs> Grace, your face just says it all right now. It's very, very amusing. Um, yeah. Yeah. You feel better now, though? Yeah, I feel better. And, uh, yeah. I mean, you definitely feel more like yourself. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so yeah we're keeping this one short today partly because we don't want to bore you and secondly because we've got to get to yoga <laughs> yay <laughs> um, but please 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 send us a message um, about your thoughts if you have any experiences we would really just like to open it up as a forum for people to share their stories if you feel like you want to Yeah. You also feel free to like Share a little something on your stories, your Insta stories, and tag us. We will reshare. If you see a really good article, if you see a really good something, send it to us and we'll always reshare it if we think it can be of value to the community as a whole. Absolutely. Um, But yeah, obviously everybody's different. Everyone's experience is different. 
but that's us for this week we'll be back next week with another fun podcast yes and i hope you all have an amazing weekend and celebrate yourself celebrate good times come on (laughs) (laughs) all right on that note namaste namia and see you later doey love you bye doey